Um, dear Lord, thanks for letting us gather here, Lord, as one people, as one group. I pray that this time is just um, your time that we spend together that honors you, that you're glorified by it, Lord. I pray that um, we really take in what Taylor has to say to us, Lord. I pray that we just, we really make use of this time, Lord, and we not take it for granted. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we start with you? And can everybody just remind me of their first names and what's mainly what school y'all are at? My name is Emily and I go to MTSU. Nick, I'm on staff at Memphis. Shauna, I go to Memphis. I'm Anna and I go to Memphis. Austin, I go to Austin P. Maurice and I go to the University of Tennessee, Montana. David, I go to Cookville. Tennessee Tech. We're talking about time management. If you look in the book, in my little section, it's just like the references of all the scriptures that I'm going to talk about, and then blank spaces to write down notes. So I, I haven't gotten through all the scriptures in any of my sessions. And so just if you're looking back on this in a week, in a month, in six months, whatever... Just the only note that I would have for y'all is just when you're reading these verses, they can kind of seem like disjointed, but just try to think of them through through the lens of of how you use your time and how you how you do everything you do for God. So so there's that. All right, I'd like everybody to close their eyes. Why'd you give me that look like, like you're judging me? You know, I, okay. So, imagine you've got a pie. Mm. Austin, what flavor is this pie? Strawberry cheesecake. Okay. Well, it, apparently it's not a pie. Apparently it's cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Cheesecake is a pie. Okay. No, it's not. Yeah, so, it is. All right. Check your face. I'm give so, a on this. so, there's strawberry cheesecake. All right. I want y'all to make, you got your little pie cutter in your hand. I want y'all to make a cut for how much time each day you spend doing schoolwork. Okay. Now I want you to make a cut for how much time uh, you spend just what you'd call me time, just relaxing, hanging out, being by yourself each day. All right. Make a piece for how much time each day you're hanging out with friends. If you got a job, make a piece for how much you work each day. Now make a piece for how much time you spend doing things with Chi Alpha or church events. Now make a piece for how much time each day you spend reading the Word. Make another piece for how much time each day you spend just alone time with God, just talking with Him, worshiping, whatever you do. If there's anything else major that I'm missing that, that you know, like you regularly do throughout the week, make a piece for that too. I don't know if that's travel, it could be 
other kinds of family time. It could be lots of stuff. So do y'all pie look like maybe one really big piece and then a lot of tiny slivers? Does it look like maybe two really big pieces and then lots of other random size slices? You can open your eyes if you want. <laughs> or you can keep them closed, it doesn't matter. Whatever helps you see this pie. I'm not asking you to share your pies. <laughs> but if you're looking at it and you're just being real with yourself thinking breaking it down like how much time do I actually spend on certain things what does your pie look like how big of a piece does school get how big of a piece does hang out with friends get? when I was uh, freshman, I was getting involved in Chi Alpha, and I was a film major, which is why I'm a visual person, which is why I had y'all visualize the pie. Then open your eyes. It really does help me, because like, things just hit me harder when I can see them. And so, I was a freshman, I was a film major. And I was, I was getting more and more involved in Chi Alpha. And I got to the point where I would say, you know what, definitely the most important thing in my life and the thing that, the thing that I want to spend like the most time focusing on and the thing that I really want to put most of my energy towards is my relationship with Christ and serving Him and just loving others and doing that. Like, definitely, like, I would say that's, that's where my heart is. That's where... The bulk of me is. But if you were to look at my life, it didn't reflect that at all. And I was still, I used to watch at least one movie a day, at least. And like for entertainment, but also really just to study them. Like I loved everything about movies. I could talk about movies for days and days. I knew everybody who worked on every movie. And I, I like thinking about movies that I could make. I like talking and thinking about movies that, you know, you'd see in theaters and stuff, and so I just, I, I got to a point where I realized, okay, what I'm saying is most important in my life, and then what, if someone from the outside was, like, making a documentary about my life, it would be Taylor, the guy who thinks and talks about movies all the time. That's the subtitle. And so I was like, man, something's got to change, and God really began to convict my heart about what I was spending time doing and thinking about and talking about. And eventually, by the end of that semester, just for me, I knew I was at a place where God was calling me to just give up all media, pretty much, because he was just, he had to bring me back to a place of dependence on him, dependent on how I even get my entertainment, like how am I, how do I feel joy and get fulfilled, you know? Like, am I turning somewhere else other than God for that? So, Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. 
For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I think we've all heard it said that time is money. And, uh, where your time is and where your money is, that's where your heart is. And uh, just thinking like about specifically those two things are, are so huge in people's lives as indicators of, of who they are. Even if, like me, they, they wouldn't admit that or they'd say that's not what I want to be, what I'm about. But that, those are just good indicators. You could definitely tell that my, where your treasure is, your heart will be also, that my heart was definitely in, in things other than God, but I wanted it to be in God. So I just wanted to ask y'all, think back to your pie. Don't throw away the pie. He's looking at the pie. Think about it. But don't close your eyes every time you think about it. But just think about like, is this where my treasure is? Is this is this where my heart is? Is this really what what I'm spending all my energy and, and time on? So if you're talking about time management, most people would probably assume like, okay, we're gonna get some practical points about, you know, read the Bible this much each day, try to wake up and read the Bible, make this a part of your schedule. Try to try to pray this much. Try to try to spend, you know, at least this much time, or try to get at least one conversation in with someone you don't know on campus, or spend this much time praying for this thing, or doing something for Chi Alpha or whatever. And I feel like that to me, that's just not. None of those things would really help me to use my time more for Christ. But I knew that this was that time management is something that I've super struggled with and still am right now, honestly, and just being lazy and not using my time uh, in a way that's fully honoring to God. Because if I had the choice between, well, I've got some busy work at the office that I could be doing, or I could spend maybe an hour and a half or two hours just trying to pour into to students or meeting with new guys or whatever. I'm probably going to pick the busy work at the office because there's uh, less chance that somebody will one bite a chicken sandwich to uh, get away from me. There's less chance that people will be awkward and, you know, reject me or whatever. And so, yeah, that's... So if I'm being real, that's that's kind of where I'm at with time management, just not using my time to the fullest and realizing that. And also, just whenever I talk to guys at Tech, I'll be like, hey, what have you been reading lately? And they're like, no, I really haven't been reading that much like I want to because I'm just so busy. And they're like, hey, did you, have you like invited any of your friends or people in your dorm or in your classes or whatever to D-group? And I'm like, no, I've been meaning to, but just so swamped right now in school. Like, I, just, I just can't get on, on top of, of everything. That's cool. And then David knows some of those the same guys we uh, challenged the, the students who are considering leading small groups next semester to do a media fast for a few weeks, which is 
nothing on the internet except for homework. Uh, no TV, no video games, no music unless it's worship music. And suddenly some of my friends were like, hey, remember last week when I was telling you I didn't have time to read the Bible? I actually did have time. I just didn't realize how I was using my time. I just didn't realize that, that all these things that, you know, it just looks like a little bit here and a little bit here or maybe a lot of bit here and eventually like your days can get filled up pretty quick and suddenly have more than enough time on their hands. And I, and consistently what I was hearing was it's just a struggle to, to have good time management and realizing like it's more than just practical skills because you can be the most organized person and you can have all your meetings and when you need to do your homework and when certain projects are due, like you can have that out in a binder and have it color coded and have dozens of messages set up on your phone and alarms to remind you of stuff. But it's not, it's not just about how organized you are. It's, that's not what's going to make you use your time the most effectively. It's how obedient are you being to the Holy Spirit? How open are you being to even listening to what God is speaking to you? So this, it's funny that I felt like the Lord was, uh, yeah, just really leading me in, in speaking about this this weekend because this week I super, super sucked at time management. Really bad. So uh, let me read this question. Proverbs 14.8 The first half of it says The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. So when I was like eight, eight-ish years old my uncle taught me hey, if you're, if you're wanting to start reading the Bible every day and you're struggling to read the Bible well, Proverbs has 31 chapters and there's usually about 31 days in a month. So if you just read one proverb a day, it's easy to keep up with. And they're short. It should only take you a few minutes. And, and that'll, just, that'll just help you build that. So since I was about eight years old, I've tried to read proverbs consistently every day. Sometimes I have. Sometimes I haven't. But So for, for quite a while, I've been doing that. And I didn't know until two weeks ago what that word prudent meant. <laughs> just because I hadn't looked it up. I was like, I, I know it's a good thing. I know it's like a positive thing, but I have no idea. So I looked it up, and I was shocked to find out that the word prudent just means wise. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. So the Taylor Dan, Dan's my name, Taylor Dan translation of uh, this verse says, what makes the wise man wise is that he thinks about what he's going to do before he does it. What makes a wise man wise is that he thinks about what he's going to do before he does it. And I realized that this week, I didn't think about what I was going to do before I did it. I just said, I have these tasks I have to get done. I have these meetings. I'm just going to try to get through each thing because I know it's going to be a long week. And this is the start of April where it's about to pick up and I'm going to be out of town every single week and doing or, yeah, every single weekend for, until the semester is over. It's going to be crazy. And so I'm just going to get through everything. 
And in doing that, and not thinking about what I'm going to do before I do it, I wasn't giving God room to operate in my life. I got everything done that I needed to get done. But driving here and coming here, like I just felt kind of empty. Like, man, I, I did all these ministry things and like had some really meaningful conversations with guys but at the end of the day like I wasn't I wasn't saying like God is there anything that you want to do is there is there anywhere in here where you want me to go off this path that I see myself going on to reach out to someone or to just spend time with you or whatever whatever that might have looked like So, more than practical things, like, our hearts need to be, everything is always a hard issue with God. It's never, God doesn't care about works. God, God doesn't want you to rely on, on your own strength, so he made the law impossible to follow so that we had to have Christ, you know? He wants us to depend on him, and he wants us to to do everything for him. So I just I just want to challenge you guys with, with thinking about uh, how much do you talk with God each day? Think about the first 30 minutes of your day. What does it look like? Do you have a routine? Do you, I've gotten tons of different answers today from different people. Some people set their alarm 30 minutes before they have to get up and they just lay in bed for 30 minutes. How they don't pee themselves, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, if I wake up, I need to go. Some people, they wake up, they get on their phone and they, you know, they do whatever they do. Check their emails or Facebook or whatever they do. Some people like have to listen to music, get them going, get them up. Some people have to have at least one cup of coffee before they talk to anybody or else they hate the world for that day. Think about your first 30 minutes and what does that look like? And think about the last 30 minutes that you're awake each day. What does that look like? Do you have a ritual or routine of things? Do you, do you lay in bed and or do you need to watch a movie or just an episode of a show or something like that. I used to love to do that. That's how I would wind down. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I'm going to ask you all again. When do you talk to God? you say a prayer before you start your day and then, then you get to it you go to class, you go to work you do whatever do you 
just pray before meals, tell God, hey, what's up? I'm about to eat this food. <laughs> Do you pray before you go to bed each night? Would how you spend your days look the same if you prayed without ceasing? If you were constantly talking to God, would you do all the same things that you do throughout the day? And some things are unavoidable. You're like, well, a huge chunk of my pie was school because I'm taking 18 hours of classes and I can't change that. I've been there. <laughs> it's like, but how are you doing it? Are you taking those classes just getting by? Or are you are you doing everything with the Lord and for the Lord and talking to Him through all of it? Last semester, I read a book called Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And Brother Lawrence was a French monk in the 1400s who... Everyone remembers him now because he had such a close, genuine walk with God. When everyone else was just focused on works and stuff, he was he was just all about like just loving Jesus. And all the other monks couldn't stand him because he was so happy because he was with God all the time. And they gave him the worst jobs at the monastery. He was the one who would who would clean everything. He would get the water. He would peel the potatoes and cook for them. And he wrote all these letters that we talk about now. Because this was his secret. Practicing the presence of God. Basically the whole book is just about him. As often as he would remember, he would say, Lord, thank you for your presence. I'm in your presence right now. As, as much as he could remember that throughout every single day. That's what he would do. He was just reminding himself, like, I'm in God's presence. That's awesome. He didn't compartmentalize his life like like I do. He's like, I'm peeling potatoes. Me and Jesus are peeling potatoes. <laughs> I'm cleaning this 1400s nasty French bathroom. Me and Jesus are cleaning this 1400s nasty French bathroom. I gotta carry these buckets of water up a hill. Me and Jesus are doing this together. And so he had such a close relationship with God that was just incredible. And it and it really did help transform that whole nation and that whole area into, into loving God more. And it was just because he he didn't he did all the worst things and he he really wasn't well respected at all by the other monks, but I mean, he is today. Now we don't remember any of those other guys, but we remember him. <coughs> and it's all just from that. So I read this. So you don't have to read the book because that's it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's basically just like that. They're like trying to drill this in your head. You know, and just if you just go throughout your day and say, "God, I'm with you. Thanks for being with me." Like it changes everything. So I read this book and I tried to do that. I said, I want to do this for a week. I didn't do it for a week. It's hard. But I did do it for like two days. As often as I could remember, I'd say, God, thank you for your presence from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. And those two days were awesome. And my schedule looked exactly the same. And I did things I wanted to do and things I didn't want to do. The tasks didn't really change. But 
my attitude was different. And not even because like, hey, I'm going to act happy. Or hey, I'm going to do this with a good attitude. I didn't say any of that. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just, God's with me. And that changes things. I think the best way that we can use our time is just being in God's presence and being obedient. Balancing schoolwork and being involved with Chi Alpha and building your relationships with friends and spending time with family. All that stuff, I promise you, just takes care of itself if, if your number one goal is to just be as close to God as possible. So, when I'm, especially when I'm talking about time management, one of the things that I, that I struggled with, still struggle with, I guess, is comparison with other guys. And I remember when I was, when I was a student leader, and Tom was a student leader, I'd be like, man, I had like four or five or six guys in my, in my D group, and Tom's got like over 20 guys going to his D group. Man, I need to I need to be on campus more. I need to be I need to be talking to guys more. I need to be doing more and more and more. I'm like, man, I got to pray with my buddy Daniel and his leg got healed and that was awesome. But Tom prayed for four people with crutches this week on campus and, and they all got healed. Like man I just need to be spending more time doing this. And if we're comparing ourselves to someone else, then we're not gonna be focused on who we really should be focused on, and that's Christ. I think the only person that we can, we should compare ourselves to is Him. Because I think that, that God has a unique and individual plan for each one of us, and our lives are not supposed to, are not meant to look the same. So if you're lazy, and you're looking at a guy who who has a really strong work work ethic, then you'll just go to the other extreme and you'll just fill your time with, man, I just got to work, work, work all the time. And then you'll get burned out and realize like, man, I can't do this. So I'm just going to give up and then just go right back to being lazy. Instead of realizing that everything's a process and God has grace for you. And if you're just saying, God, I don't want to do what this other guy's doing, even if it's great stuff. Lord, I want to do what you have for me to do. Because not everybody is going to, I mean, it'd be awesome if they did, but not everybody's going to lead a, a small group with 30 people in it. You know? God has called us to use, to use the things that he's put in our lives specifically for, for where we're at. Because we all have influence with different people in different ways. And that's very strategic. So, yeah, we got to look at Christ. In John 14, 12, 
Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. different points in the Gospel of John. At one point Jesus says, I only did what I saw the Father do. And at another point he says, I only said what I heard the Father say. And like that's those are promises for us and the example set for us of how we should live our lives. Jesus didn't come and say, everybody who follows God you need to pray three hours a day starting in the morning. You need to spend this much time in the Word and this much time praying and this much time with, with the poor and this much time with the sick and this much time teaching other people and this much time with that and then do it over again that evening. He just said, be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's all I did. If you look at Christ's life from, from what we know in the Word, it kind of looks like he was a little kid who was pretty smart. And then for 20-something years, we don't know what he did. And then for three years, he did work. It's not about Jesus didn't come and like every day he was here on earth, like everything he did was just like working, working, working. Like he was, he was about... He was about doing the right thing at the right time because he was being led by God. And I think that's the only way that, for one, that we'll have joy in what we're doing because otherwise we'll, we'll keep chasing after this idea that we create, either from looking at pastors or looking at other like, strong men of faith or even looking at other guys in the, or girls in the ministry and just seeing, like, man, I want to be like them and we'll just be chasing that instead of chasing the ultimate goal, which is Christ says, you know, you can do the same things that I did, and you can do greater things than that. So just seek after me, and I'll, I'll show you what to do. So, I just want you all to think about that, especially in, because whether you're leading small groups in Chi Alpha, whether it's after you graduate and you're in your job and you're just trying to figure out what does it mean to to make disciples in this setting. Because Christ has always called us to make disciples. That can mean leading small groups. That can mean just loving the people, whoever you're around in whatever circumstance and sharing with them what Christ is showing you. You know, we all know that, that that takes time, that that takes effort, and that takes a lot of love and pouring into somebody. And to do that, we definitely have to be in prayer, and we have to be in the Word. We have to be led by, by the Spirit.
Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. I think it's so awesome that God has like honored us with with that much responsibility and honestly that much authority and power. And if we would just just really continually put that before before all the other thoughts in our head and just say like what does that mean? Like God, what does that mean to I hear that? That's crazy. <laughs> It's funny, Tom used like all the verses that I'm that I'm using tonight. I re- I've made this before Tom even knew he was talking about <laughs> So if anything, and we share an office, so he probably stole my uh, And we got on tape. Yeah, and we got on tape. <coughs> Hear that, Jackie? I, I did it before Tom did. <laughs> So, how many of you were at SALT? So, uh, something huge that that God was showing me at SALT was uh, Alicia Shelley, the speaker. Uh, she talked a lot about how, how much our, our thoughts influence what we do and what we say. And talked about recognizing how much we invest in certain things. Whether it's, man, when I get in this relationship, I want him or her to be to be like this. Or if I'm in this job, like, man, what if I had this job? What if it was better? What if I was making this much money instead? What if I only had to do this kind of schoolwork? Or what if I could go to school for this instead of this? And it goes on and on. Basically, all these things that we could be investing in thinking about you know what if what if I was doing something this way and just realizing like how much how much power how much power our thoughts have and how much that's such a part of really of how we use our time that's what we're thinking about you know I already read um, in Matthew 6 where Christ says where your treasure is your heart will be also and also my where, translation says your thoughts too. Where your treasure, where your, where your heart is, there your, or where your treasure is, there your heart and your thoughts are. What translation is that? Be living. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if uh, if we're not letting Christ renew our minds, and and thinking about the things of God, then. Even if we're doing the right things, we can be doing the wrong things. You know what I mean? There's so many days where I've done a full day's work. Like, man, the entire day was just booked, and I met with guys, and I met new guys, and I led small groups. And, like, man, I did a lot of ministry today. But I'd just be thinking about something else the whole time. Be like, man, it's really hot outside, especially when it gets hot. You know how when it's, like, really hot outside, it's kind of like, hard to be in class because you kind of just want to like be at the beach or be outside like in the woods somewhere or whatever that's kind of like that I was like man all, doing all this ministry is great but I'm just thinking about it's almost <coughs> and I can just like drive somewhere and I can just I can just relax and I wasn't I wasn't 
doing everything is unto the Lord. I wasn't thinking about what he wanted to do. I was just thinking about myself. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble or just, whatever things are pure, lovely, are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You can be pastoring a church of 20,000 people, but if all you're thinking about are the dreams of your own that you didn't chase, maybe you know it's really not for God. I hope y'all are tracking with me because it, even sometimes it seems kind of disjointed to me like when I feel like the Lord wants me to talk about time management, what he's really talking about is what is the condition of our heart that we need to get in so that our time is most used effectively for the kingdom while we're here in this season of, of being on the campus. Because while we are our age, we have more influence with, with this generation than we realize. I can't tell you how many campus pastors have uh, have talked to me and been like, man, they just don't understand. Like, There's a huge difference between when a 40-year-old guy who is doing campus ministry, like, they just don't have, they don't have the same, and it's even the same for me, and I've only been graduated for a few years from college, but it's some, there's something different if I invite a guy to a D group than if one of the guys in my D group invites other people, because there's just that, there's just that distance, like, this is a special time that is so critical, and there's just something about Okay, these aren't like older people, people who already have their degree and maybe have more stuff figured out or they're just, you know, working for a church or whatever people think. You know, it's like, okay, this is this is just David. This is just the guy in my class and he's saying that he follows the Lord and wants to invite me into it. There's just something special about that. So I'm telling you the four or five years or however long you're in college, like Six years, seven years, ten years, twenty years in college. That time, it's uh, yeah, it can be so fruitful for God. It really can. And like I said, what I've been super guilty of is, Man, I'm just going from thing to thing. I'm just thinking about what's the next thing i got to do even before I'm done with the thing I'm doing right now. I'm thinking about, you should think about the end goal and about the future, but if if I'm not like really caring about this guy that I'm pouring into right now and asking God, like, what do you want to speak to him? Because I'm thinking about, well, if I can get him involved, then maybe I can get his whole fraternity involved, and then I can get I can get these guys and these guys, you know, It's not about that. It's not about strategies. It's not about planning. How we're going to use our time the best as if as if we're giving it up for God. We're doing it for God. We're practicing being in His presence. Yeah. Whatever is true, 
and noble and just and pure and lovely of good report of any virtue if anything's praiseworthy meditate on these things the word meditate in Hebrew is pretty cool it didn't just mean think about it over and over the word literally means to, to be saying it under your breath so that like so that your lips are moving as you're thinking about it so the idea behind that is that it's so much inside of you that there's literally like a physical representation of that like you're like people would think you're crazy if you're just thinking about Jesus and you're saying Jesus, 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 Jesus over and over because you're just thinking about that but like that's that was the connotation that meditate had so it's like all these things that are awesome pretty much all these things that are godly think about these things Jesus said, anyone who has faith will do what they've seen me do. They'll do what I've been doing. He didn't say, once you graduate and have more of your life together, then you can do the things that I did. He didn't say, not until you're 30 years old and you have more of a grasp on life, then you can do the things I did. Or once you're married, or once you're married and have a couple kids and have a house, like, all right, then you'll be stable enough and you can do what I did he's like no whoever has faith right now whoever the people who still don't have all their stuff together but they'll have faith to to trust me they're the ones who'll do that I would make that excuse over and over I still make that excuse no when I get to this point then I can then I'll really be able to walk in the things of God and then that point comes and I make the next thing and keep putting it off. <coughs> oh no. That's alright. Kill it. You don't kill you. You don't kill it. It's just a spider. Kill it. Oh, kill it. I saw it repel down. You mean rifle? It's trying to kill you, Taylor. It's trying to kill you. Yes, it is. We're outside. So, I feel like I just talked for a really, really long time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you need to shut up. That's what they just said. What if it was more convenient? Well, this is the only opportunity I'm going to have. I feel it. So, uh,. Yeah. Does any, a few of you shout out like what what are the, some of the things that, that take up the most of your time things we're about to all pray together I like to to go in a circle we can start with you don't say school because that's kind of a given okay if it's school, you can say school. David doesn't make the rules. <laughs> but the thing that the thing that that most occupies your thoughts and time, and that that you you want to pray about, and you want us all to agree together with, and, and strengthen each other in. Like for me, honestly, it's just straight up laziness that I want to pray about. And it can be school, it can be work, it can be 
you know, just hanging out with friends. It can be whatever. So, y'all get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, school. I do online homework and um, just go to classes every day. I'm taking 18 hours. So. Don't worry, this too shall pass. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Great. That hurts. Fall asleep. Fall asleep. Where did the spider go? Oh, I thought the spider bit you. No. <laughs> I, like, I told you. I was trying to kill you. Hey, here's a true story real quick. My 10th birthday, I'm at school. I had to go to school on my birthday. And a, I used to keep my shoes in the garage at my old house. And a spider was in there. On my 10th birthday, a spider bit me on the bottom of the foot. And I got like a red dot, like this big. It was sweet though, because it hurt. I had to limp. But I went home, and then I got to play with my Lego set that I got for my birthday. Hey, you could have died. Oh, no, exactly. So it was a good birthday. <laughs> it was a good birthday. Okay, sorry. So my grandmother just passed away. So lately, ninety percent of my efforts and thoughts are on family. Yeah. Okay. Specifically, is it like just like man? I want to spend the most time within that can, or like I need to take care of. Just trying to be there for my mom and sort out all the uh, legal stuff after the fact. Yeah. For me, it's school. Like, I have like 19 hours, and then, yeah. So, I'm not in class, I'm doing homework. She also has three majors. I do. That sounds like you brought that on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one, like a normal thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, that's legitimate. But also, you might want to think about getting rid of a couple of those majors. <laughs> um, I say anxiety. I just spend a lot of time worrying about everybody and everything. So, I like to fix things. So I worry about my mom, my sisters, my brother, Bay, my friends, you know, I just worry. Uh, for me, I have the opposite of you this semester. Um, <laughs> my work schedule, or my school schedule is pretty um, easy compared to what it has been. Um, and instead of replacing that with other good stuff, I've replaced that with just a lot of lazy stuff. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's like a tie between schoolwork and just constant worrying about stuff, because I'm only taking like 14 hours, but I'm taking a physics class in Calc 1 in English, and that's just, yeah. And then, I, I don't know why, but I just, I always worry about stuff, like my fam I have some family stuff that just, like, at first it was just one thing, but then like all of a sudden it turned into three things, and it just it's just been weighing on me because I'm close with because I'm close to my family, so yeah, just constant worry. Uh, for me, it's been like um, <coughs> you know, I keep telling myself like I'm making these false plans, like okay tomorrow I'll do this, tomorrow I'll get this done. Uh, by Friday, I'll have this done, you know, or I'll, I'll go, I'll go for a run tomorrow, you know, like, I keep putting these things off, you know, stuff that, stuff that can benefit me, stuff that I can grow from, uh, religiously and in school, you know, so, 
suggestion, David. One thing that one of my uh, former roommate used to do is he used to plan on his entire day for the, the day ahead. Like the whole, like, yeah. like 12 to, or 24 hours to arrive on the was up. It uh, might just make it more easier to follow if you have that schedule before. Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to do everything, every single thing in our lives. We want to do it with you and for you. God, we thank you for your presence even right now. We thank you for being right here beside us, inside us where you'll never leave us. Lord, I pray that you would just renew our minds and give us a, a new perspective that you really are in everything that we're doing. God, I ask that you would convict us, Holy Spirit, where you, where you need to convict us, that you would give us wisdom in areas where we need wisdom. Because you've called us to be, to be a light to to this world and to the campuses where we're at, God. So we don't we don't want to hold back your love from anybody. Father, I pray that you would just give us the strength to be obedient to what you're calling us to do. I pray that you would help us to see people the way you see people, to give us a, your compassion for the lost. Lord, I pray that you would help us just get over ourselves and really realize, like Tom was saying this afternoon, that, God, you're so worth everything. You are the only person, the only thing worth giving every part of our lives to. And uh, I know we all, we all say that we want that, so I pray that you would just help us make steps towards that, Father. And we say we love you, and we're... We're so excited to see what you do for the rest of this semester and moving forward, God. Now we love you. Thank you for the promises you're rewarding, <coughs> the identity you speak over us of, of love and of, of power. Yeah. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you so much. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys are awesome.